How are aliens, extraterrestrials connected to the book of Revelation? Well, it's not the idea of panspermia. Not necessarily that extraterrestrials even exist. Perhaps they're demons, but the world is being primed right now for an alien invasion, and they are going to connect it to the scriptures. Adam Fink, in his YouTube channel, Parable of the Vineyard, does a very good job at tying all the dots together. How are aliens and the biblical end times connected with each other? Honestly, more than they want you to know. The topic of extraterrestrials typically surfaces thoughts of flying saucers, little green men, invasions, abductions, and much more. Over the past 121 years, Hollywood has been busy at work forming the minds of the masses through media. Little did we know, they are preparing the world to reject and fight against our Messiah when he returns. Seem far-fetched? Possibly. However, have you ever wondered how the beast is able to get the whole world to fight the Messiah? It's time to expose the dark agenda at hand and bring to light the truth. And welcome brothers and sisters, welcome to the Parable of the Vineyard YouTube live stream. My name is Adam, your host, and I welcome you. Today is a little different topic than in aliens and the Bible. It sounds so far-fetched, but honestly, if you are a believer in the Most High, if you believe the Bible is true, you believe He sent His Son, this is information that you really need to know. So I pray that this is a blessing to you and your family. Let's get right into it. So let's talk about aliens and the Bible, but more, more importantly, what is the agenda at hand? Uh, so everything we're gonna cover today is an article form so that if I go too fast or if there's something you wanna go back and cover or show someone, or if someone's not interested in a video format and just wants to read it for themselves, well, here it is. And so today, aliens, right? What's going on here? The reason I'm bringing this up is because aliens has become so mainstream. I mean, almost every day there's like a new video coming out of these crazy lights in the sky and people are like, oh, UFOs and, you know, aliens are coming and all these different things. There's so many movies and TV shows about this that we really have to discuss this because I'm telling you, there is an agenda at hand and you as a believer need to know. So first, before we get started, let's talk about predictive programming. Before we begin, we need to make sure everyone is up to speed on this basic concept and tactic used by the enemy. Many of you are already informed of this type of warfare. However, just in case you are new, predictive programming is the method that the enemy likes to use to create its own version of prophecy and ultimately mind control. Because if they show you something like in television or media or whatever, and then it happens years later, they're like, ah, we told you. 9-11 is a perfect example. And so years leading up to September 11th, uh, 2001, there was all sorts of conditioning and, um, well, subliminal messaging. Uh, you know, like movies like Armageddon, you've got uh, the, the Twin Towers burning up, Super Mario Brothers in 1993, Iron Man in 1994, um, this movie here, The Squeeze in 1987. I mean, can, you can see how they're just desensitizing the public for what's going to happen. Uh, a comic book in 1963, Sesame Street, uh, the list goes on. Um, you can look at this stuff yourself, uh, but you can just see this constant 
theme here of these two towers blowing up. Look at this in, in, uh, in 1994 uh, from this old cartoon here. Um, you've got people, you know, dressed like like Muslims or Arabic, you know, with, with planes around the trade center, trade center or um, the twin towers with a, a bomb. I mean, come on, seriously. So this is this is how Satan and the media they portray these things that are going to happen before they do. So they also conditioned the minds over the years for the previous crisis that we just went through, uh, this uh, agenda here, the the COVID thing. Um, here, here's one of the many movies they did this through. This is probably like the most blatant one. This is a 2011 Contagion. It's about a virus that starts in Hong Kong and plagues the whole world. And then the vaccine is, is of course, the, the savior. So, um, you know, what do you do with that? And there's many other movies that are like this. Uh, you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. So hopefully a lot of you guys are already aware of this. If you're not, uh, then you need to look at this predictive programming. There's tons of YouTube videos out there exposing how this is done. This ties in exactly with what is going on with the alien gen alien agenda that I want to share with you all today. So this is how the enemy works. This is this is how they this is the vehicle they use. Mass media, news, television, movies, books, and even music have been shaping societal changes over the past few centuries. What you see and hear goes into your mind and becomes your own thoughts. Thoughts become words, words become actions. It's this is how Satan like plants a seed. Like it's like what you see, you ex and you accept it. What you hear, you accept it. That's why it's very important to choose your music wisely because you hear these songs and you repeat them. Well, you just might end up doing what you talk about so much. This is uh, Satan's arsenal to lead the world astray. After all, that's his job. How much time are you spending listening to him? TV, music, all these uh, different types of things here. So, through a barrage of media, movies, TV, books, false flag operations, etc., they're able to desensitize the public and prepare them for societal changes. So, real quick, this is kind of like, this is what was going on here. They're desensitizing the public from seeing the, the Twin Towers being destroyed. This is desensitizing. Um, so, when... Yeah, the, uh, so when the enemy controls what the people believe, they're able to control the narrative as well, how the story goes. We'll talk more about that a little bit later. Before we begin, I do not endorse, nor do I encourage watching any Hollywood television or movies. And the reason I say that is because I'm going to be sharing with you a lot of these different movies over uh, the last uh, few, you know, couple decades as far as how they've been trying to shift the minds of belief in aliens and, of course, eventually the, um, the eventual arrival. Uh, in fact, I would recommend staying far away from them. If anyone is to watch anything, much discretion is required. Movies and TV shows have been the most effective way of brainwashing you. Only if you are fully grounded in your walk and faith would I even venture to watch, even for just investigative purposes. Regardless, the enemy is very crafty about wanting to gain a foothold in your life through your eyes and ears or any chink in the armor, so beware. So with all that being said, let's get into the alien agenda of what I really want to talk about today. So as a child of the 80s, uh, I recall the existence of aliens as just a work of fiction. Uh, you know, E.T., The Abyss, Cocoon, and an overflow of many others kept us entertained. Even through the early 90s, the concept of aliens being real was a fringe theory reserved for the X-Files fans. However, 
Over the past 20 years, through constant indoctrination, we have arrived at a time period where more people believe in aliens than the Elohim. That's the Hebrew word for God. So more people believe in aliens than the Elohim of the Bible. This is done by Pew Research Center. This is this is not a uh, some rinky-dink place. It says most Americans believe in intelligent life beyond Earth. Let's look at the the numbers here. Most Americans say intelligent life exists outside Earth, and so it says right here, sixty-five percent of people believe in alien life uh, outside of uh, this Earth. Here, thirty-four percent they say they do not, and two percent refuse to answer. But sixty-five percent is a majority. Now I'm going to be sharing a lot of screenshots of articles for you you'll have a link for everything I'm sharing with you today right here so again if you want to come back to this article and you're like well I want to fact check fact check you or um, uh, or just go back and, and look at anything of this research everything will be right here in this article form and I'll leave a link for it in the description box below and in a pinned comment in the comment section so a uh, Gallup a record low 20% of Americans believe the Bible is literal is a literal word of God little word of uh, little word of Elohim so like right, it says right here a record low 20% of Americans now believe the Bible is the literal word of God according to a survey from Gallup that's down from 24% the last time this question was asked in 2017 and half of what it was in 1980 and the 84 high point so just uh, 40 years ago um, 50% or almost 50% of people believe that the Bible is a little literal word of God and now only 20% do so obviously that's declining and then uh, uh, you know uh, it's amazing so you have this this huge increase in people believing that um, aliens exist and if you look at like the, the different uh, scales, uh, different uh, poles from like the 50s to now, it's just growing, 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 growing. And of course, the belief in the Most High, or Elohim, is decreasing. Here's a couple more articles, uh, and, and I would encourage you to kind of do your own research because I just took a few clippings. Um, it says here, this is from Yahoo News. This is not some, uh, this is not some rinky-dink uh, news organization. It says, Pope Francis says he would definitely baptize aliens if they asked him to. So, aliens is just becoming pop culture and just very acceptable like this is a reality uh this was just uh, pulled the day of of uh putting this together uh and, and it says this is from msn an algorithm has detected eight mysterious signals that possibly came from aliens uh so they're just they're just instilling in the minds of the existence of aliens uh it says your keanu reeves wants to be the first to talk to aliens when they invade and that's a strong word, invade. And that's that's kind of the theme you're going to see today. Well, there's there's some um, movies about nice aliens and those kind of things. But the general theme is that aliens are going to come and invade and attack. Uh, Daily Mail, what could aliens look like? Forget little green men. Life on distant exoplanets may resemble humans, experts say. So this is, it's just, if you, if you just like type in aliens and, and click the news tab on whatever search, I mean, you'll see. I mean, every day it's flooding um, the media. I hear Yahoo News again. Uh, Joey Votto predicts alien invasion after MLB uh, asks for bold predictions. And this was just a couple days ago. Uh, and so this is becoming so mainstream about an alien uh, invasion. Um, Newsweek, if aliens visited Earth, first contact probably wouldn't be UFO balloons. So the whole uh, aliens and UFO thing, uh, of course, got reunited, uh, reignited, excuse me, with this whole, you know, China balloon thing or what's really going on. 
Uh, it's just stirring these conversations. And so um, here at MSN, Survival Guide for Alien Invasion. I mean, this is a major news network that's putting this stuff out. It says here, America has a plan. Without giving further details, the retired colonel of the U.S. Army, uh, Manuel Superviel, uh, assured CNN in 2019 that there is a contingency plan for that case for an alien invasion. And so let me ask you a question. When people keep reading about this over and over and over again, what do you think people are eventually going to believe? That, number one, aliens exist and that there's an invasion coming. But if you stick with us, I'll show you that there's a a, a, a purposeful agenda um, against the Elohim of the Bible, the Most High, and His Son that He sent. There are so many more articles, we could spend days covering them. I'm seriously, I'm not exaggerating. Um, there's, I, I mean, I probably could have easily just put another hundred articles here of different things of them pushing this alien, just pushing it on the people constantly. So perhaps you already get the point. So we'll, we'll kind of stop there with articles. My question to you is why would Hollywood and other media outlets expend so much effort to form this belief? And that's the question we're going to answer today. Here's a, a recent film from Netflix. A father has a recurring dream of losing his family. His nightmare turns into reality when the planet is invaded by an alien force bent on destruction. That's the reoccurring theme you're going to see is Again, aliens from somewhere else are going to come into and invade our space and, 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 and attack and, of course, attempt to take it over. But let me tell you this, brothers and sisters, and this is why it's important to believers. There is a kingdom coming that is not of this earth. And when it does, it will be treated as an enemy alien force. Remember the words of our Messiah? He says, my kingdom is not of this world. So if it's another world, but it's eventually going to come here, what does that mean? And that was from John 18.36. And I saw heaven opened. What do you think that's going to look like when heaven opens? And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of Elohim. This is our, this is the Son of the Most High. This is our Savior, our King. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. Listen, that with it he should smite the nations. So when he com- when he's coming, he's coming with vengeance. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath and the wrath of El Shaddai. That's the Almighty. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Master of Masters. Revelation 19, 11 through 16. So this is the coming of our Messiah. And what do you think that's going to look like when the heavens open? It's probably going to look like some sort of threat. He came first as a suffering servant, but will return as the conquering king. Now listen to this. This is a couple of verses later. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth. The beast is the ruling power in the end days. The, and it says very specifically that the beast gets its power from the dragon, Satan. So it says, I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Revelation 19, 19. So war is coming. Now this isn't just, you know, not just nation against nation. But the kings of the earth against Messiah and his kingdom. That's the war that's coming. Think about it for a second. 
Ask yourself this question, did you ever wonder how the devil would be able to trick the whole world into fighting against Messiah? Think about it for a second. How does he accomplish that? What will be on the minds of the people? And I believe that's what's going to play into this agenda. Wouldn't people just instantly recognize his second coming? And they'd be, oh, that's Messiah. Perhaps the masses will be blinded, much like the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the others were at his first advent. So when he first came, they couldn't see that he was the Messiah, even though he did all these wonderful works and healed people and did all these great things. They, they couldn't see it. They were blinded. You know, of course, spiritually. But what about the people of the earth? How will they just not see, like, oh, this is... You know, this is the son. Of, this is the son of the Most High coming back. Satan, of course, would have to somehow control the narrative. This, I believe, is the alien agenda. And as we saw, as we mentioned earlier, when something goes down, the the news outlets, the governments are going to want to control the narrative. So if they keep pumping this alien invasion thing, when something, when Messiah does come down with his kingdom and with fierceness and with wrath, what do you think the 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 governments are going to do, the news outlets are going to do, they're going to say, oh, look, that's the enemy. Don't believe me yet? Please stay with me. And I'm going uh, to show you with scripture. So this, I, I believe, is the alien agenda. We spent quite a bit of time digging into the subject last year. If you have not seen it after this video, I would highly recommend it. This is the coming war I'm mentioning right now. And, of course, you are the enemy. Messiah and his people are the real enemy. Here's a passage from 2nd Ezra, also known as 4th Ezra, which was included in the 1611 KJV. So those of you that are afraid of reading anything outside of the Bible, I'm going to show you real quick what we're getting ready to read was from the 1611 KJV. This is kind of revered as one of the most uh, important uh, canons out there. So this is the book, uh, the original book names uh, from the books that were included in the 1611. So I'm going to kind of scroll through here. You'll see that these are the books that we're all used to. Um, and then you'll see here... Right here-ish, right here, um, is the book of Second Ezra. This was included, uh, it, was, it was in the Apocrypha section. Apocrypha means uh, hidden. Uh, and so anyways, the book of Second Ezra was uh, part of the Bible. So this was considered canon and scripture until the late 1800s. They took it out of your Bibles in the late 1800s. When it was taken out during the dispensational movement. Ironically, it is books like this that expose the coming deception. I believe our Heavenly Father allowed this to happen to bring about the end of time. So some people are like, oh, are you saying you know, the, the Most High can't keep his Bible together? That's, that's actually not the case at all. I think he allowed men to do certain things to allow these end times to come to pass. But the good news is he's bringing these, bo these books back to his people to attain knowledge. So this is from the book of Second Ezra that I'm mentioning. After this I looked, and behold, an innumerable multitude of men were gathered together from the four winds of heaven to make war against the man who came up out of the sea. And I looked, and behold, he carved out for himself a great mountain and flew upon it. And I tried to see the region or place from which the mountain was carved, but I could not. After this I looked, and behold, listen to this, all who had gathered together against him to wage war with him were much afraid, yet dared to fight. That was 2 Ezra 13, 5 through 8. So some people might take offense, because this is talking about Messiah and the world coming against Messiah. Some people might take offense with the passage that states coming up from the sea, because Revelation 13 says something similar. But listen, it says, I said, O sovereign master, explain to me, why did I see the man, who is Messiah, coming up from the heart of the sea? He said to me, Just as no one can explore or know what is in the depths of the sea, 
so no one on earth can see my son or those who are with him except in the time of his day. 2 Ezra 13.51-52 Satan's task is to get the world to oppose and fight our Messiah when he comes. Can you agree with me that that's one of his jobs? The scriptures tell us he will be successful. He will unite the world under one banner, one religion, and a united cause, which probably sounds really good on the surface for people like, oh, you know, we're stronger together and we should be united. One of the main reasons I'm making this video is to make sure you don't end up on the wrong side of this war. I want to share with you an interesting little, quick little clip of Ronald Reagan, honestly driving home the point I'm trying to make right now with his own words. Listen, listen to this. I couldn't help at one point in our discussions with, privately with General Secretary Gorbachev, when you stop to think that we're all God's children, wherever we may live in the world, I couldn't help but say to him, just think how easy his task and mine might be in these meetings that we held if suddenly there was a threat to this world from some other species from another planet outside in the universe. We'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries and we would find out once and for all that we really are all human beings here on this earth together. Well, I don't suppose we can wait for some alien race to come down and threaten us, but I think that between us we can bring about that realization. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat to make us recognize this common bound. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? What could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war? I think maybe I'd answer it this way. I, I keep in my frustration sometimes Actually, if you count some of the things going on in smaller countries and all, there have been about 114 wars since World War II. There's, there's one more. I apologize about that volume difference from the first video to the second. Uh, anyways, he, he repeats himself three times in three different settings. And this is exactly the point I'm trying to make, is that this is what Satan and the kings of the world, the governments, are already, they're already aware of what, what's going on. They're preparing the world to see this outside alien threat put down all the wars that we have with each other and unite as one to unite against this common enemy as they say he will be. I'm here to tell you that that enemy is going to be Messiah. That's who they're going to portray to be the enemy. Uh, so let's keep going. There's a lot more evidence that I would like to share with you. So, um, believe it or not, I'm sorry to be repetitive, believe it or not, Messiah and his kingdom will be that threat, this alien threat, this outside threat that Reagan's talking about. This is also the reason for these wars that are taking place. Since the late 1800s, they have been planning this moment, problem, reaction, solution. It is interesting that this is also the time when these books, uh, like two Esdras, that talk about these things were removed in the late 1800s. Because Satan knows how this will play out, they need war and the emotional reaction to be able to unite as one people. That's the problem, reaction, solution. So problem is war. The reaction is people don't like war and people dying and their relatives dying. And the, re the solution, of course, is to unite as one, to unite against this common enemy. And the catalyst is going to be, uh, I believe, the coming of Messiah.
So they're gonna need the emotional reaction to be able to unite as one people. Meanwhile, inverting who the enemy actually is. In this case, the targeted enemy will be Messiah and his kingdom. Think about it. How on earth could the whole world reject him at his coming or his second coming unless they were conditioned for centuries to do so? This we'll talk more about Independence Day. Independence Day, I believe, is the, like the um, the prototype, like the, 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 the perfect example of what they're going to try to push. Right? There's the enemy. Get him. So let me ask you a question, serious question. What happens when real angels become visible? Because when we look at like art, they just look like people. And I know aliens can appear like people, but there's different classes of aliens that have a very different description of being human. Uh, like the Ophanim, which is the this what you see right here, the rings and the seraphim, they're all covered with eyes. Now, uh, let's just uh, show this real quick. You know, uh, is this exactly what they're gonna look like? Maybe not, but this is kind of how the Bible describes describes them, like full of eyes. And, you know, my question to you is if, my question to you is this. When these angels come down, you know, are, are, are people going to be like, oh, hey, mom, dad, look, it, it's the seraphim. Oh, it's the ophanim. Oh, it's the, it's the cherubim. You know, um, no, they're probably going to be like, look at those aliens. Look at those you know, creatures, I'm not going to, you know, call them creepy or anything, because I'm not going to, I don't know exactly what they look like, and I'm not going to talk bad about, you know, the most highest creation, but, you know, just, just a sincere question, so like, like, right here, while these representations may not be exact, at least they follow the scriptures that describe them, so what's going to be the reaction when people see these angels that are very different from life here on this, on this earth? should be a sincere question we ask ourselves. But here, let's get to what the scriptures say to Ezra about how you're going to see here that the narrative is that war, and we see, you know, we know Messiah says that the birthing pains will be wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilences. So all these things have to come to pass first. And so what we're going to see here is they're going to, they're going to perpetrate war, like world war. And in the midst of it, they're going to see this common enemy and they're going to be like, hey, let's stop fighting each other. Let's unite and fight them, which is really the common theme behind a lot of movies. Again, Independence Day, the first one, that is like the playbook. You have the you have the, the mothership coming down and, and, and all these different things are attacking different cities and everyone's like, hey, you know, why don't we start working together and defeat this enemy? And that's what they do. And so they're conditioning the minds to be like, hey, if you work together, you can defeat this enemy that's far superior to you. Behold, the days are coming when the Most High will deliver those who are on the earth. And bewilderment of mind, that people are going to go literally insane, shall come over those who dwell on the earth, and they shall plan to make war against one another, city against city, place against place, people against people, and kingdom against kingdom. And when these things come to pass, the signs occur, which I showed you before, then my son will be revealed, whom you saw as a man coming up from the sea. And when all the nations hear his voice, listen to this, every man shall leave his own land and the warfare that they have against one another. And an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together, as you saw, desiring to come and conquer him. Did you just see that? This is what it literally says, that people are going to be fighting each other, and then they're going to see him, they're going to stop fighting each other, and they're going to be united in one cause, which is what? To desire to come and conquer him. 
But he, Messiah, will stand on top of Mount Zion. I believe this is New Jerusalem, the kingdom coming down. And Zion will come and be made manifest to all people, prepared and built, as you saw the mountain carved without hands. So this mountain that's carved without hands is his kingdom. And he, my son, will reprove the assembled nations for their ungodliness. This was symbolized by the storm. And will reproach them to their face with their evil thoughts and the torments with which they are to be tortured, which were symbolized by the flames. And will destroy them without effort by the Torah, which is called the law, which was symbolized by the fire. Second Ezra 13, 29-38. So this is the reason for the alien agenda. Our Messiah will be coming down from heaven with his city and kingdom, New Jerusalem, and Satan will gather the world to attempt to make war with him. Sound familiar? Every alien invasion movie. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, Listen to this. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken and they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. So while his appearing is going to be magnificent and joyful and uh, a great time for his people that love him, that that have accepted the Most High Son uh, as the, the Lamb of, uh, of Elohim that came and offered his life for us, and those that are truly walking in faith and obedience to his ways, that's going to be a joyful moment. But those that find themselves on the wrong side of these things, they're gonna, their hearts are going to fail them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Because their fears are going to come true. All these, all these Hollywood movies and people are going to be afraid and literally uh, terrified for their lives. And as we know, when a body of people are fearful, they are much easier to control. Just like we saw with the whole, uh, you know, uh, pandemic thing, pandemic thing. People were easy to control. They literally just gave up their rights and they just, they're like, yeah, well, I, I, I want my, uh, I want my freedom. I want my, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give up my rights. You know, how much more for people who are afraid of their lives being annihilated by an alien force? They'll do whatever is told them. That was Luke 21, 25 through 27. Here's back to MSN. Survival guide for an alien invasion. Right here it says, every, listen, it says every country versus the aliens. It would be logical in the face of an extraterrestrial threat for all nations to unite. This was stated by Gorbachev and Reagan, respective leaders of the United States and then the, so and the then Soviet Union in 1985 during a summit in Geneva. Did you see that? This is the agenda. This is how they form the minds. When things begin to happen and panic breaks out, the world leaders will have the solution already ready for you. Here it is again. This is just a different slide from that same, um, that same article. It says, Meltdown and the Cordial Anti-Alien Alliance. Gorbachev revealed the conversation in a 2009 interview. Ronald Reagan asked him, What would you do if the United States was suddenly attacked by someone from outer space? Would you help us? The, the then leader of the USSR replied, Without a doubt. We gotcha. So, is this starting to make sense yet? So they want to unite the world as one people. This is why they're spending so much effort using these stars, these celebrities, right, to push this global citizen thing that we're all just one people. Here's their hand, here's their calling sign. 
I, we're not going to get into this today, but some of you already know. These hand signs unite them under the same satanic banner. They want to unite as one, and they will use any means necessary. And here's the sustainable goals. I'm not going to go over all these, but uh, this, once again, is problem, reaction, solution. The, the issue is they actually, the, the people in charge, create the problems. Then they form the uh, the reaction, the 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 reaction of the people through media and all that, and then they ha just so happen to have the solution. So uh, it's like poverty. Who wants poverty, right? Uh, who wants hunger? Uh, everybody wants good health and well-being for each other. All these things sound great, right? But it's going to come at a cost. Pope Francis unites all religions over sustainable development. That's what this is, the sustainable development goals. And that's what's going to happen. All religions are going to unite. All people are going to unite as one people. And on the surface, to some of you, that may be like, well, what's wrong with that? Like, what, what, why would you not want all people to be you know, one people? We're called to be a light to the nations. Yah's people. Yah is the, the Father, the Most High, Yahuwah. That's how I understand his name. You know, we are called to be a light to the nations, his people, which means we should not hate those who do not believe like us. So, so we shouldn't be like hating on Muslims or uh, Buddhists or anything. We, don't, we shouldn't hate them. Messiah says we're supposed to even love our enemies. So even if you look at those people as enemies, we're supposed to love them. That's if you're a follower of Messiah. We are to be kind, gentle, long-suffering, helpful, loving, and ready to share the good news of Messiah and how we follow him in faith and obedience. Yet, the scriptures also tell us not to be yoked or to become one with them. That's where the separation believes. And so that's is where, again, this is some of the things I really want to share with you believers out there of the agenda at hand, the, the, way, the direction the world is going, and the direction his people need to be going, which is not in step with them. The world, anybody ever seen the Pied Piper where he just you know, plays the thing and all the kids just kind of just leave, you know, leave the cities with him? We're not supposed to follow the Pied Piper is the point. So here's, here's some scripture. Do not be yoked with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and lawlessness share together? Or what does light have in common with darkness? Or what harmony does Messiah have with Belial, that's Satan? Or what does a believer share with an unbeliever? Or what agreement does the temple of Elohim, again the Hebrew word for God, what agreement does the temple of Elohim have with idols? For we are the temple of the living Elohim. Just as Elohim said, I will dwell among them and walk among them, and I will be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. Listen, therefore come out from their midst and be separate, says Yahweh. This is, um, this is the Tetragrammaton, yod heh vav uh, which again, I understand our Father's name to be Yahuwah. Some say Yahuwah, uh, some say Yahuwah. There's different pronunciations, but we just understand his the Father's name is to be Yahuwah. So Yahuwah says, come out from their midst and be separate. So we're not supposed to be uh, like this. We're not supposed to be uh, this global citizen. We are citizens of heaven. That's our uh, that's our nationality. That's who we are. That was 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 17. So while we're still in the world, we're living beings in this world. We're not to be of the world or like them. We need to tread carefully and not to follow the footsteps of the agenda that can be very enticing at times and deceptive. Because, you know, there'll be there'll be hunger and poverty and all these different things. And they'll be like, well, if we unite as one, we'll solve all these things. But again, Yah's people are not called to be one with the world. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? And Yahusha, this is how we understand the Hebrew name of our Savior, or Messiah, 
And Yahushua answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Messiah, and shall deceive many. Matthew 24, 3-5 So it says here, Come out of her, my people. Revelation 18, 4 I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you will not participate in her sins and receive any of her plagues. That was Revelation 18, 4. So we're supposed to come out of her. We're not supposed to be the same. Hollywood and the circle. Yeah, it's this typical flying saucer thing. Why would Hollywood pick a flying circle or a disc to appear from space? Perhaps to show a superior technology that surpasses our understanding of flight and aerodynamics. Or maybe there's more to the story. Nevertheless, most alien movies portray something circular coming to Earth to take it over by force, something our Messiah will lawfully do. Let's take a peek. So these are just some screen clippings of some of the movies out there. And we'll read later that when he comes, he's going to come with fire. It's always this, you know, circular thing. I think this is maybe Prometheus. I can't remember what movie this was. Here's an interesting one. This is the movie Armageddon. You see this rock coming to destroy earth there's a rock coming to smite the nations we'll read about that in a little bit in daniel 2. i'll tell you that messiah and his kingdom is that rock so that's how they portray it this threat this outside threat this rock is coming to shatter the nation so again here's armageddon and just you just constantly see this circular thing after discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. So what's interesting, it's interesting they mentioned Texas because um, uh, I mentioned this, I think, in uh, last year. I actually did this video last year, but I, I wasn't fully happy with it. There's a lot of changes I wanted to make, so uh, here a year later I'm redoing it and... and, and um, fixing some of the things I wanted to fix. But what's interesting is when you look at the size of uh, New Jerusalem, uh, it's roughly the size of two, te two, two Texases. Two Texas. How, what's the plural of Texas? Texi? Anyways. So anyways, um, this asteroid is coming to destroy the Earth. NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. So there's always this outside threat and humans come together uh, to save the planet. Uh, this is the movie Arrival. Again, just kind of just sharing with you that there's this common theme of this this circular thing that has to do with these outside threats. Uh, of course, this is the Marvel Avengers series. You see this uh, just circular thing all the time. Uh, this is, by the way, this is Thanos right here. Thanos sounds like Theos, which is the Greek word for Elohim or God, you know, the guy that has ultimate power, time travel, invincibility, doesn't need food or water, wants to take over the world, gathers his stones, which his people are also called his stones, his precious stones in the Bible, wants to destroy half the population and sit on the throne. This is who they portray our Heavenly Father to be, they portray him to be some, this maniac. Avengers 2012, Earth's mightiest heroes must come together must come together and learn to fight as a team if they're going to stop the mischievous Loki and his alien army from enslaving humanity. You know, Loki that comes from this uh, other world, a beautiful golden kingdom place. This is obviously a stab at our Messiah and his kingdom coming. Another one of Satan's main objective, objectives over the past few generations has been to turn what is good in our Heavenly Father's eyes to be perceived as evil. So, what... Yah calls good, the devil wants people to perceive as, oh, that's bad. 
And this is an interesting passage from Isaiah 520. We're going to break down. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. So people that invert it. That put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. It's a heavy weight to consider that even Christians, most Christians, believe that our Father's commandments, His law or His Torah, is a burden or enslaving or just for a certain group of people, when in fact it's been given for His people for all eternity. So, I'll show you here that the Torah and the Scriptures is good. It says here, For I give you good doctrine, forsake you not my Torah or my law. Proverbs 4.2 Listen, this is from Paul. Wherefore, the Torah, or the law, is holy, and the commandment is holy, and just, and good. So the Torah equals good. The Torah also equals light. It says, for the commandment is a lamp, and the Torah, the law, is light. The Torah is also sweet. The law of Yahuwah is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of Yahuwah is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of Yahuwah are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of Yahuwah is clean, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Yahuwah is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of Yahuwah are true and righteous altogether. Listen, more to be desired are they, talking about his, his law in general, Yes, than much fine gold. And listen, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. So his Torah is good, his Torah is light, and his Torah is sweet. So once again, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah 5.20. So even in the modern believing Christian world, the law is really not adhered to because it's been taught that it's been done away with. These are just more of the deceptions that Satan has infiltrated the faith with. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of the law, you ever wonder why Satan is called the lawless one? Here's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. A group of intergalactic criminals must pull together to stop a fanatical warrior with plans to purge the universe. That's exactly what Messiah is coming to do. He's coming to purge. Avengers Infinity War 2018, the Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice an all-in attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. Listen, Messiah is coming with his kingdom, and he's going to bring a lot of devastation. That's his right. The Battle of Los Angeles, a squad of U.S. Marines becomes the last line of defense against a global invasion of aliens. This is Battleship. A fleet of ships is forced to do battle with an armada of unknown origins in order to discover and thwart their destructive goals. But as we continue to see, this is always this circular ship. This circular thing is always the theme here. This is um, uh, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind where this city, this circular city comes down, right? This circular city. I think this is um, Deep Impact. We're going to talk about Deep Impact in a second. Star Wars, the Death Star. It has a throne room known as the Planet Killer. Scattered resistance joins together to destroy the threat. This is the common thing. And they make the, you know, of course, the bad guys, uh, They, you'll see they liken them to our Heavenly Father. So the Emperor Palpatine. There's lots of quotes that really take a stab at our Heavenly Father and the Messiah. Everything that has transpired has done so according to my design. That's, that, those are similar words to what our Heavenly Father says. So what they're doing is they're twisting our Father's words and they're making our Heavenly Father look like the enemy. That's how they do that through these movies. Heaven and earth are about to collide. This is that Deep Impact movie. 
This is, once again, this is about a rock coming from outer space, as they say. That's a whole other topic. Uh, coming to come and destroy the earth. That's exactly what Messiah is. Messiah is that rock and his kingdom are coming to just shatter the nations. A comet, a comet discovered uh, to be on a collision course with earth. As doomsday, doomsday nears, the human race prepares for the worst. So it says heaven and earth will about, are about to collide. And that's actually exactly what's going to happen in the future. Heaven and earth will collide. That's what scriptures say. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So there's war in heaven, Satan's cast out, and it says this, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now! is come salvation. So when Satan's thrown out, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our Elohim day and night. Revelation 12, 7 through 10. So what this is saying is when the devil and his angels are thrown out, the kingdom comes down at the same time. So literally, the heavens open up. Uh, the, the you know Heaven basically comes down to earth. Heaven and earth will collide. And that's what's going to happen. And you're going to have two kingdoms here on the earth. You're going to have the beast or Satan in his kingdom and Messiah in his kingdom. And they're going to clash. Here's another picture of that rock coming to destroy the earth. For they drank that spirit of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Messiah. 1 Corinthians uh, 10.4. Messiah is that rock. The kingdom is that rock cut without hands. Here we'll see this in Daniel 2. This is a, just to give you some context, this is all about, this is about Daniel in Babylon interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream because Elohim gave him the interpretation to save his life and all the other people's lives. And uh, Daniel was interpreting it and he basically showed Nebuchadnezzar um, the time of his kingdom all the way to the end, about how four major kingdoms would rule the earth. Him, him of course, with Babylon, then Medo-Persia, then the Greek Empire, and then the Roman Kingdom, which uh, ruled from a couple, you know, couple hundred years before Messiah. And it says in, in Daniel that it will rule all the way until the time of the end. And in the days of these kings shall the Elohim of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. Listen, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, we read that earlier in 2 Ezra's, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, and the silver, and the gold, that's all the nations, the great Elohim has made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof is sure. So these movies portray Messiah coming to shatter the nations. But of course they come up with these plans, in some cases plans to you know, destroy these big rocks coming or the, the alien invasion coming. But the, the general census is to get people to be, just be um, uh, aware of the situation that an outside threat is coming to destroy this earth. And they want people to fight against Messiah. That's the alien agenda. I'll show you some more. Here's Elysium. You just continue to see this circular thing that is the threat. And that's the threat in this movie is these people living, um, you know, these people that are essentially above uh, these people living in this um, circular thingy in space. And so the people ended up hating these people and, and, you know, mocking them. And, of course, they formed a plan to go and take it over or destroy it. That's the same theme we keep seeing. And there was given unto him, this is the beast, a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against Elohim, 
to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Revelation 13, 5 through 6. I'm here to tell you that this tabernacle and heaven is Messiah's kingdom. I'll show you right now. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from Elohim out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of Elohim is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and Elohim himself shall be with them and be their people. I'm here to tell you right here, brothers and sisters, that the tabernacle of Elohim is New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem is the kingdom. And it says here the, the beast will be able to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle. So he's literally going to be blasting this kingdom, whatever it looks like when it comes down. This big city, this big... Whatever it comes out now to be out of the sky, the beast and his kingdom are going to blaspheme that tabernacle and the people that dwell in heaven. So, uh, I know that a lot of people uh, believe that the the city, the, the, the kingdom, comes down uh, after the thousand year reign and after everything is done and over with, but... Um, that's a whole other story. I'd like to share that with you. I think in our Revelation line-by-line -line series, when we went over Revelation 21, uh, if you're interested in, in looking at that, um, be more than happy to, uh, if, you're, if you want to research that, um, I think there'll be a lot of evidence to show you that uh, it actually comes at the beginning with Messiah. Messiah comes with his reward, comes with his kingdom. Right? He's going to rule from his kingdom if his kingdom is not of this world, or is it, it's, I believe it's within the walls of New Jerusalem. So will Messiah's kingdom hover in the sky for some time? Maybe. And that's why they keep portraying things like this. But just constantly in media, you see this circular thing. Right here it says, For behold, Yahweh will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. Isaiah 66.15 What would it look like? And you see, like, it's like this again, this is Independence Day. You see it just coming with flame. You see this outside threat coming with flames of fire. So they're socially conditioning or mentally conditioning the people to, when they see something like this, they're going to be like, oh, aliens, we got we to gotta get them. So this is uh, Independence Day, the movie. On July 2nd, communication systems worldwide are sent into chaos by a strange atmospheric interference. It is soon learned by the military that a number of enormous objects are on a collision course with Earth. At first thought to be meteors, they are later revealed to be gigantic spacecraft piloted by a mysterious alien species. After attempts to communicate with aliens go nowhere, David Levinson, an ex-scientist turned cable technician, discovers that the aliens are going to attack major points around the globe in less than a day. On July 3rd, the aliens all but obliterate New York, Los Angeles, and Washington, as well as Paris, London, Houston, and Moscow. The survivors set out in convoys towards Area 51, a strange government testing ground where it is rumored the military has a captured alien spacecraft of their own. Listen to this. The survivors devise a plan to fight back against the enslaving aliens, and July 4th becomes the day of humanity, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, you see in the movie, you see all the nations start sharing information and come together, and they learn to fight together against this far superior enemy with far superior technology. And so Satan is just conditioning the minds, but see, you can do this. You can fight against him, and I'm going to help you. And that's the alien agenda. It is. And again, just in this movie and many others, you see this circular city thing coming out of the sky. And he that overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, 
and the ve as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my Father. Revelation 2, 26-27. So Messiah and his people are going to reign over the nations. So even for the survivors, they will want to incite rebellion against the Messiah's new order. And I'm talking about the NWO, that's not Messiah. But he is going to bring a new order with him, is he not? So just the same circular thing. You see this devastation. The earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. And Yahweh shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For he is strong that executes his word. For the day of Yahuwah is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? It's going to be a pretty rough day for a lot of people. That was Joel 2, 10 through 11. Here you just continue to see this like circular city thing that's just destroying. And the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before Elohim, to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Revelation 16, 19. So when he comes, he's going to bring des devastation. And the, the and Satan has conditioned the minds of the people to like hate Yah for this, to hate Messiah for this. But this is how the story goes. This is their this is their earth. They created it. And they created the laws to be obeyed. And people hate him. People hate the Most High. They hate his son. They hate his laws, his commandments, his Torah. And so because of this, he's going to bring destruction. Just like he did with the flood. Just like he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. And just like he will in the last days. And if you hate him for that, hey, that's your right. That is your right. I'm assuming if you're still watching this video, you're, you're probably still a believer. But um, that's his right. And, you know, he's given us the choice, which is amazing. The choice to serve him or not. So, again, just continuing to show you this circular thing. Uh, this is very important. This circular why Hollywood continues to portray this circular spaceship city thing coming out of the air is very important. Look at this. They're, they're bringing in people. Right? Strange lights descend on the city of Los Angeles, drawing people outside like moths to a flame, where an extraterrestrial force threatens to swallow the entire human population off the face of the Earth. Let me ask you a question. You ever wonder if the alien alien movies have it backwards on purpose? And I'm thinking about this. You think of that passage you know, that uh, Paul talks about in 1 Thessalonians 4, that when he comes, Messiah is going to raise the dead first, and also those who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds. Is it possible that, you know, um, he could bring up his people up into the kingdom, New Jerusalem, and it'll look something like this, where people are like, oh my gosh, they, you know, they're, they're taking these people away, and oh, they're killing them, when in fact that could be what you want to happen to you just just a just a thought it says immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn why because they're afraid they're like oh no what is that look they're sucking up all the people no this is exactly what we've been seeing in all those movies and they shall see the sign, I'm sorry, they see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Like we read earlier uh, in Revelation 12, when, case, when, when Satan is cast down literally to this earth, it says now has come the, the kingdom and his power. So he's coming with the clouds of heaven and with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. Matthew 24, 29-31. Could this be look like what they gather? I mean, obviously it's not going to look like this. I'm just saying, are they trying to like flip, invert this? That when this happens, people are like, oh no. But in fact, you know, this might actually be like, oh yes. 
Just a thought. The fear of Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1.7 Have you cracked open the book of Proverbs yet? It's a good book. Alien invasion. Right? Always just fearful. Always making our father and his kingdom look like wild beasts. Here's an interesting one. Again, just that circle, circle. The Tomorrow War. Remember that video I shared with you earlier? Uh, it says, um, what was the name of that movie? Uh, the Coming War, You Are the Enemy. Check this out. Especially for you Sabbath keepers out there. Listen to this, The Tomorrow War. You know, uh, the movie where the evil aliens work six days and rest on the seventh. Uh, yeah, that's right. The aliens have a Sabbath day in this movie. What are they prepping the world for? I mean, come on. Speaking of the Sabbath, I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to Yahuwah, to serve him and to love the name of Yahuwah, to be his servants, everyone that keeps the Sabbath from polluting it and takes hold of my covenant. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Isaiah 56, 5 through 7. If you're like, oh, the Sabbath day is for the Jews, it's done away with, oh, please stay with us, because that's an even bigger agenda that has, has happened. The fifth wave. Again, you just see this circular city thing destroying people. The movie where aliens take over the world and destroy it in multiple waves. Seals, trumpets, vials, maybe. There's that movie signed, but again, you just continue to see this circle agenda, which we'll talk about. For if we, uh, if we will sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. This is that day of judgment that's coming. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Now listen, Messiah came to raise the bar of how much sore punishment suppose ye uh, shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the son of Elohim and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the spirit of grace. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongs unto me. I will recompense. I will repay, says Yahuwah. And again, Yahuwah shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living Elohim. And that's why I've made this video. I do not want anyone watching this to be on the wrong side of things when it goes down. So just knowing about the alien agenda is, is important, but there's so much more. And I hope you stay with us. Hebrews 10, 26 through 31. Anybody ever played this game? And all this stuff is even in video games. Super Soldier, John 117, which if you look up this verse, it's about the law. Master Chief of the United Nations Space Command must battle a genocidal alien race known as the Covenant. Come on. Following his violent crash on landing on Halo in an ancient and mysterious ring world. The covenant is ran by the prophets. The prophet of truth being one of them. Now, speaking of which, it says, uh, Master Chief of the United Nations Space Command. It is interesting now that the United States ha now has Space Force. I mean, like, why? Really? But, so it's talking about a genocidal alien race known as the covenant. The covenant is ran by prophets. The prophet of truth being one of them. This is the prophet of truth in this video game. This is a quote. Pilate therefore said unto him, Are you a king then? Yehusha, again, how I understand the Messiah's name, answered, You said that I am a king. To this end was I born. And for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. 
Everyone that is of the truth hears my voice, John 18, 37. So uh, Messiah is the prophet of truth, and so they're mocking our Messiah, and I'll show you. The prophet of truth. Soon the great journey shall begin, but when it does, the weight of your heresy will stay at your feet, and you shall be left behind. Here's the prophet of mercy. Now listen to this. I will have, this is Messiah speaking, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I, I am not called to, I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Matthew 9, 13. Messiah, in a sense, is the prophet of mercy. The, the, the prophet that brought mercy. Here's a quote from the Halo movie, or video game, Prophet of Mercy. Their slander offends all who walk the path. Halo, its divine wind, will rush through the stars, propelling all who are worthy along the path to salvation. Can you see how they're like taking Bible scriptures, twisting it, and what they're doing is they're making this alien covenant race that's coming to take over the earth look like a freak show. The prophet of truth, quote, Be glad, a reward for all your toil and all your sacrifices in the year at hand. Who would doubt the prophets? What have they foretold that has not come to pass? These are all quotes from Halo, from the prophets here. Whoever is gripped by fear, take heed. I am the prophet of truth, and I am not afraid. Noble mercy is here at my side. His wise counsel is ever in my ears. They're literally mocking the scriptures, brothers and sisters. It's right here. So look, there's the enemy. Go get him. So in Halo, you got this, of course, this circular ring thing. There's actually so many more that we can keep going for hours. Just like the news articles with the alien agenda. There's so many more things in movies and, and video games that I, I really could have made this like a four or five hour documentary type film. But uh, that's not that's not what I wanted to do here. I want to give you some snippets. So while there are a few movies that depict other shapes in relation to aliens, as we at least their ships or homes or cities, whatever, as we mentioned before, the circle is the dominant one. Why the circle? Why is Hollywood training the world to be afraid of, reject, and ultimately fight against this circular spaceship city object coming down from the sky? Why has Satan been forcing this into the minds of the masses? Is it really just about entertainment and money? We believe this agenda is way more sinister, and we've been talking about it along the way. So, again, thinking about this war that's coming. Here's, a, here's Psalm 2. Why are the nations restless and the people plotting in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers conspire against Yahweh the Father, and against his anointed, the Son, saying, let us tear their shackles apart and throw their way, ropes away from us. So let's cast them away from us. We don't want the Most High and, and the Son is what they're saying. He who sits in the heaven laughs. Yahweh scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion. Zion is really New Jerusalem, the kingdom at this point. My holy mountain. I will announce the decree of Yahuwah. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have fathered you. Ask it of me, and I will certainly give the nations as your inheritance, and the ends of the earth as your possession. You, so Messiah, shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Psalm 2, 1 through 9. So again, when Messiah comes with his kingdom, he's going to shatter the nations. And that's what these alien movies depict, is this outside force coming in. Think of every alien invasion movie. Though the aliens bring massive destruction, the nations band together and defeat the enemy. Satan has brainwashed the masses thinking they could defeat a much more advanced foe, Messiah. As we just read in Psalm 2, they will make these plans in vain. They will be crushed. Make sure you're not on the wrong side of this war. 
hopefully by now, we're not done, but hopefully by now you're able to see a deliberate agenda is being circulated to the world. There is still so much more to cover. I want to answer the question of why the circle? Why has the media portrayed this circle of, of this circle thing coming down out of the, out of the earth? Or out of, out of the sky, heavens. The shape of New Jerusalem I want to talk about. The book of Enoch and how it ties in. The shape of heaven and earth and why it's important. The good versus the bad aliens, demons and fallen angels. So like you know, like in Transformers, those of you who watch it, you have the good Transformers, you have the bad Transformers. And of course, like in, in like... Um, the Avengers series, you have these good superheroes and the bad superheroes. So this is the good versus the bad aliens. And I do believe there's going to be two sets of aliens that come. You're going to have the bad aliens that... Well, we'll talk more about it here in a sec. Uh, fake alien invasion. And there's so much more. Uh, until then, I ask... So, we're going to have to have a part two for this. But stay with me really quickly. This is why I really want to tell you. Because this is the real agenda at hand. Uh, until part two, I ask... How much time are you spending in His Word getting to know Him? How much time are you spending watching TV and movies and video games, which you can clearly see have these sinister uh, agendas to them, even if it's not about these alien things. Satan has agenda behind entertainment. And it's to brainwash you and to, to take your mind away from the Most High. The truth is, this life is but a blink of an eye compared to eternity. Have you truly given your life to Him? Have you accepted the testimony of His Son dying on the cross? Have you been baptized? Are you walking as he walked, obedient to the commandments, the law, the Torah that we mentioned earlier? And I know most of you have been taught that the law is done away with or that it's bad or it's just for the Jews and that you're a Gentile so you don't have to do these things. I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, you've been lied to on so many fronts. Almost everything in this world is lies. And that's one of the biggest ones that we don't have to keep his commandments. So, are you walking in obedience to the commandments? Or are you living for yourself in sin like the world does? If you're unsure whether or not your relationship with Him is on the right track or not, I would love to recommend this playlist to you that may help you along the way. Seeking Him with all your heart is worth more than anything on this earth. See you in part two, brothers and sisters. Here is the link for it. And I pray that you take a look at it if you think your relationship needs strengthening or you need to learn a little bit more about the Most High and want to be on the right side of things when it goes down. So with that, blessings to you. Shalom. And may the Most High guide you uh, through His Son and belief and through truth and that you seek Him out with all of your heart, soul, and mind. Time, I believe, is running short and it's worth all of your effort. Blessings in Yahushua's name. Shalom.